Hi, Sarah. Hello, Liz. Listening to and Media Dolls is the podcast that brings you about everything media and everything social in what we hope is a fun and informative way. Of our <laughs> socials and media. So how are you doing, Sarah? Um, it's been an interesting week, you know, being back in uh, the academic world, Liz, as we know, has been a funny one for me. Um, so yeah, um, I have a funny anecdote, a little story about me being really organised and uh, having a lovely calendar. I was so good this year going back, set up an academic calendar so I'd have all my assignments showing up, you know, exactly what week they needed to be done. So I'd know exactly what to do. And yeah, so this week, last week, I was in the middle of pacing myself for one of my big assignments that were due. I few others due, but they were, you know, later on during the semester. So I could get a good chunk of this done last week. You know, everything was going grand, get my introduction done, you know, got a good week on it now. And then realised I had a whole other big, huge assignment that I forgot about. And on my lovely academic calendar, it was actually on the wrong line or in between two lines. It wasn't exact because it's on a whiteboard. So they were due the same day. So your preparation was over. (laughs) So my calendar fucked me over, essentially. My over prep fucked me over. Yeah. Over fucking over, you know. I I prepare for everything like how many books did I read when I was pregnant how many books did I read when Leo was a baby and I still don't know what I'm doing and I literally like my news this week is I went head first in getting a dog with zero preparation done (laughs) sure you read the baby books I'll translate they might well we are doing like the well I didn't read the well I read bits of the Gina Ford book we are doing like a routine I did the routine with the trials that's different (laughs) having a puppy not like having uh, a baby at all and if (laughs) if you think it is I seriously question the level of care you've given that baby Um, (laughs) oh they're both hard work in different ways definitely you know (laughs) They are hard work, but so far the toilet training's going better with the dog than it has with the actual child. So. <laughs> dog one, <laughs> child zero. But yes, as like a long, a long-standing cat lover, I'm changing my identity. So, like, am I a closet dog person? Am I canine curious? So I just. We were, as you know, we were waiting for a wolfhound. It was never going to happen. And Sean, the sheep dog, arrived to us like less than twenty-four hour notice. So there was like panic buying on the Friday morning, trying to get all the bits and like, what do I need? Um, you need you need this crate, and I call it the dog's pot <laughs> or his, um his chew toys. Um, but yeah, so I went blind, blind in, and and it's a funny one, you know, because um, it's like, even though you shouldn't, you can't help and compare Sean versus Luddy, the cat that I've had for nine years that I'm obsessed with. 
Um, yeah, so it's an interesting one for myself because, like, I'm such a lover of cats. Like, I do like dogs as well, but dogs kind of irritate me because, like, you're walking past their house and they're just barking at you and it's like, relax, I don't want to rob you. I have no interest just trying to walk here. Like, leave me alone. Um, and, a, and, and, and a cat has that whole, like, I feel like you're a good pet owner if your cat loves you, whereas the dog is just, like, over-enthusiastic about everything. It's like, your old slipper, this this rock, whereas the cat's like, no, like, just fuck off and, and buy me the most expensive cat food. They, they always know. I may, I may or may not even. But, like, you, you, are, you are a cat and a dog person. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there are there are actual different traits to both I've discovered um, so doing some research for this and as well I feel like a little bit of it has changed with me with age so cat people funnily enough tend to have higher IQs and they believe that like a person who's interested in cats is more likely to be not as outgoing so is more likely to stay in and read more wow right Whereas a dog person is more likely to spend time outdoors. Um, and so I kind of found like the older I've gotten, the more time outdoors and in nature. And suddenly I'm like, geez, I'm ancient because I really enjoyed hiking. <laughs> Damn, what's wrong with me? <laughs> what's wrong this with me? Like, I'm awesome with a dog, you know, this is- um, just still running with my dog. But like part of me, like as I was out power walking this evening, in the horrible weather that I got soaked, I was like, wish I was a cat person tonight so I could be cuddled up with my This is it. Like, it's so funny. The personalities definitely do match with the animal, let's say, or even those type of people. And funny, that identity you can find even in the type of pet you own or again, what likes you like. I I like the fact that cats are like humans. Do you know that you kind of had to work with them? depending on the cat yeah now my cat is a dog like the cat we have at the moment is a dog I mean it it, it fetches that it's it's a dog you know it's it I've dog. never met a cat yeah. like this it's not a cat <laughs> I like it's a broken cat they were, I just like the randomness of cats that they will like push things off the shelves just for the fuck of mm. it or they'll just like yeah no not interested in you today or like I want to play at 3 a.m. Like, I'm going <laughs> to push you gently. But in, in, in terms of preparation, then, so the dog is a total land shark. So, like, you walk. So, you walk. He's only allowed in two rooms in the house. So, you walk through the sitting room to get to the kitchen. And obviously, I'm working from home. So, I'm coming down for a coffee break. If I wear my slippers, I'm more of a tired with this. But it offers me some level of protection having the slippers on. And then it's like walking through and it's this land shark. And I guess that he's teething, but like there's loads of teething toys. And then in terms of preparation, so I literally was like looking for books and I was like, oh, the art of raising a puppy. Yay. I can be prepared. I can do it perfectly. And it's written by monks. <laughs> and I hear a serious fires are back because it's like I'm less than 10 pages in and it's starting off the story of a dog who's about to give birth fair enough the start of dogs you know coming into this world puppies they're, they're very origins and it's talking about the dog's instincts and three 
times it's referenced in preparation how the dog is licking its vulva and I'm just like I don't care about that like, about that. tell me how I can get my dog to stop being a land shark so I can get a coffee oh my god I mean, in the monk book I'm 10 pages in like oh, that is yeah like but, that um, is so funny I don't even read um, erotica like that that's that's even way too far for me the monk puppy training book I'm not I'm reading the wrong I, stuff obviously I know and, and I was thinking it would be a good idea for a podcast maybe at some stage to look at the representation of cats versus dogs in the media to see because like I do think the cats are kind of negatively slightly negatively portrayed and I feel like there's a whole movement on the internet around cats yeah definitely I think since memes and that culture social media I think cats have got a revival in the liking sector or or did we just find our tribe there we go yeah there we go connecting and it's funny like that definitely another one uh we we're looking at uh, the gender roles like dogs usually male and cats usually female um yeah we must but I think that's hmm? I think that's something naturally because my son, who is four, is convinced of that. That's so funny. Like, so where's that learned from? That's TV or whatever. We're definitely doing I, a whole episode on this at some stage. I have no. I'm like, look at our cat. Like, he's so masculine. Like, he actually has a mane. Like, he is alive. You know, he's the cat or happy or whatever. Luddy <laughs> lion. Snoop Luddy. The way they kind of purr and and well not that I do it but they like rub around furniture and stuff I suppose that's somewhat kind of feminine mm. um the delicate but yeah a different so yeah today we want to talk about the different social media platforms their function and we're going to briefly touch on like how how that's tied into our identity online um and I suppose I mean, there was Bebo in MySpace, but let's talk about the daddy of them all. <laughs> the Book of Fate. Oh, my goodness. Good old Mark, our bestie. Uh, I feel like everybody would know the history of Facebook um, and it's evolved and stuff like that. But actually, there was one thing I wanted to get your opinion on because, like, do you remember years ago you could poke people on Facebook? Yeah. I always thought that was funny and I just thought that was like, uh, hey, hello. But now I've here kind of retrospectively been like discussed as like a serious flirting. And I'm like, ooh. <laughs> Mistakenly, appropriately flirted, poked a lot of people unintentionally. But <laughs> like, I suppose like... It was its original function in when 2004, 2005, it was first in Harvard or wherever it was. I don't know, whatever university. I should really know this from the social media movie. They made a movie about it. Um, And it was a dating site. So you could see why that function maybe was that initially. Like I know in Ireland, Facebook poking wasn't seen as oh, it's an me you would you would be poking the the guy or girl you fancied like do you know what I mean of you know back in the day when you're first Ups. on it Ups. Uh, <laughs> you know you'd be poking friend, you'd be giving the friends the poke as well do you know you would um but it's funny the evolving of that is that it's not cool anymore 
It's not good. In 2020, it's not good. I don't think you can... I don't still think you can poke people anymore. Yeah, I feel like Facebook died a little bit. Like, but, but then... Facebook is so like it is such a monopoly on it. So like, there's like some businesses and some companies that don't have a web page that only have a Facebook. And in some ways, it's like easier to contact these people on Facebook, um, or to get their phone number or their opening app. Yeah, um, you're the, you've so, got or like if if you if you don't want to be in social media, but you happen to be like a small business owner, I've seen people have Facebook accounts for having the business page and the actually just says like their pro- profile picture not a profile this is just for business and I think that just shows the monopoly that Facebook has and also um, I kind of feel that like for me anyway and just anecdotally I feel like COVID lockdown has kind of brought back survival slightly of Facebook a yeah. little bit everybody just has a bit more time people are looking to connect Um definitely for me anyway well uh, definitely you see more of you absolutely like I know from the stats from groups I'm with the stats shot up right up when the lockdown was announced like yeah. but I also noticed there was a tension online I don't know if you noticed that uh, maybe with the amount of okay. people being on it and I would like I mean the different platforms serve different purposes you know really I mean look you have Facebook now we know it's now generally associated with the older generation a lot of the younger generation might not even have a facebook anymore it's more of instagram um snapchat yeah. is Every, used to be cool mm-hmm. every, everybody's on yeah on there facebook you go now. they're mad yeah so it, it, i find facebook really hard to like for my identity like i'm way more cautious with what i would put up on facebook because I have a lot more friends in it and obviously I don't talk to you the same way I would talk to yeah your mother my neighbor the person in the shop etc etc and somewhat on Facebook I'm managing all those different like yeah. parts of me well um, do you used to be like that on Facebook I, I mean it's not like it's not <laughs> like I'm like two page yeah. and completely different but you, you know what it I mean, there's a certain sort of courtesy that there is there um, or like more people from work. And stuff when like you that. were first um, on it, though, let's say, did you act differently then? You know, were you more outgoing then because yeah. you didn't have so many connections? Like, yeah, like I probably had like 10 or so <laughs> friends on it. Um, like I think I joined... I joined in like 2007 late 2007 and Bebo was still on so I wasn't really that into it and I didn't really consider the long-term impact like I didn't consider that like what I wrote in 2007 would still be there today and you know when those <laughs> memories flash up I'm like a I was talking about or b like I've gotten sick in my mouth. But you remember that it used to be like you'd say your name and then you'd say what you were doing you know it used to be like Liz is going yeah. to the and it's like that's so cringe <laughs> I remember once going and you like check in places like I remember once like checking myself into like random places just for the fuck of it like I I kind of like on media I like things to be amusing like the internet is a place where a, I go yeah. to get information 
like I don't I don't feel the need to like show everyone the new moisturizer I bought or you know whatever I mean obviously if something's really good I'll call it out but it's more of a place you're you use it for entertainment or like your social identity is only there for kind of the enjoyment you're not trying to promote some you're not a an an influencer yet yes like like discuss things politically in length and stuff like that um and and I I find their opinions like very interesting and and somewhat useful but that just wouldn't be for me there are things that I feel really strongly about that I have like shared and stuff like that but again I suppose I'm not one of those people that it's like my opinion my opinion but I do it's it's entertainment I share more on Instagram because I lack their friends <laughs> so I just more like okay um, I can reach less people make a- yeah inappropriate jokes I don't use the only thing I use Twitter for is like what I've spoken about on this podcast a few times is like the live streaming of TV so when everybody's sitting down to watch Room to Improve or whatever I like looking at that I also have like notifications set up from a couple of people that I like on Twitter and one of them is like a court reporter so like he when he will report on big cases I will get the notification (laughs) and like I kind of like many people have summarized it before that like Facebook is for talking to your friends but that's probably evolved now since everybody's aunt and their dog is on, <laughs> their dog is on Facebook um and Twitter's for talking to people that you don't know obviously Instagram is photographs don't really know what Snapchat was born because it just came and went TikTok's and the next we biggest thing I mean like Snapchat's only yeah. function was for naughty pics really or you know that you can't see the information once it's for the old snaky yeah snaky okay. slides you know <laughs> Sarah's winking at me boy alluring face well, I, I nobody ever sent me anything inappropriate on no. Snapchat <laughs> not yet yes <laughs> have I missed always <laughs> but you know one of the big functions that I like about Facebook and sometimes I feel like I spend too much time on Facebook and I would never deactivate my profile because of this is those like personal okay, yeah. groups like there's literally one yeah. air fryer tip <laughs> like I'm like puppy training the rate your pl- I'm in I'm in rate my place about, are you in I'm, <laughs> yeah I'm in one um, oh. like Irish wolfhounds and people just put their videos of uh, and loads about cats and um, I know they're kind of personalised groups as well and I find those really good and those are really useful and so sometimes I just delete the Facebook app and I find the messenger really good for reaching yeah. people as well and it's my preferred contact. And um, Instagram obviously is owned by Facebook. It was bought by it in 2012. Um, and they own what? And it's possibly, it kind of bought like, yeah, it kind of brought like filters into the form. You know what I mean? Like using a filter, like nobody really had filters on their mobiles before. 
yeah um, it was the aesthetics you know you used at the beginning it Uh, was all the the hipster you know that was the essentials you know yeah avocado smash and whatever else like yeah and and it's it's evolved so like they have their stories now which i feel was to compete with snapchat and now have like reels to compete yeah absolutely oh well i heard you were on tiktok i Uh, see recently you know yourself how how are you getting on yes for research um so I haven't like found I haven't found anybody so like anybody that I follow on Instagram that I will probably follow on TikTok I haven't bothered following them on TikTok because they're putting their TikToks on Instagram you know so see that twice and when I first downloaded it I was like this is going to be really complicated because some of the TikToks that I've seen they look like performative (laughs) they are true um they're they're very crafty so I was like oh this is actually so it was really user-friendly easy to use um I just I don't like taking pictures of myself it's a little bit cringe but like it was kind of cool to like do me singing a song but would I post that no like I could barely watch it back um but I think it is a really cool platform I think it was interesting that like Microsoft was looking to purchase it don't know what happened there but it was looking to purchase it because microsoft doesn't have any like social media platform that would be appealing mm. to like you so like for their portfolio they were looking to acquire it um which i think is interesting but like you you are more prevalent on twitter and for me i feel like that there's a certain like craft element to twitter with the what was it i know it doesn't have it anymore mm. now, i think they moved it to characters. 250 now yeah. isn't it yeah that's the one yeah, but I kind of found like I can't get my message, my tags, and my wish into that many characters. So I just felt like I never achieved the Twitter craft, and the craft was that to do it. It's funny um, as well. Like, okay, there's a craft to it, but then a lot. It's a lot of the people that would be on it are there for reasons, like a cause. You know, whether you're in a public figure or an activist, or do you know, you'd be very, you know, you'd be you'd have a niche. Do you know? Um, I know one of my siblings. Yeah. You know, would be really into the architecture side of things and all of her content would be based on that you know and it's funny the personas or social identities that are made up across all these platforms are very interesting to watch especially the ones that like you said cross those platforms you know and they're showing the same content across them um you know uh, it's funny to see some people just snap or uh screenshot tweets and put them on their instagram and that's how they feed you know they'll do the opposite then um you can see mm. there's a couple of Indians that do that on instagram um which i kind of like because then it's like yeah. okay i need to like see if said anything funny on twitter i'm like <laughs> we're bringing it to my realm like we're just bringing it to me with a bow that's, but um it's funny then you yeah. see that some people then are completely different on each platforms you know um i don't generally use facebook because i'm inundated with friend requests from the ireland simpsons fans page usually 
So, um, or there's so many notifications because there's 140,000 members on it, you know, or there's so many things going on a daily that might, you know, just be shut off. So it's just easier to pop on Twitter, see a few seconds of news update and then off again. Do you know, it's just rather than be inundated with messages and notifications. Um, But then it's really funny because you see totally different side of some people. You know, some people are totally different on each platform, you know? Um, yeah. Can you can you run through that article you sent me about identity? Like the it main was really interesting. Sorry, you know, with the psychology, um, you run into certain, like, theories of personality, etc. And, excuse me. Ooh. Excuse me, Ooh, my apologies. Oh no, my COVID. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So I'm protecting myself. Room, so. Um, my apologies. It's probably next week out. It'll be like COVID <laughs> transmitted to podcasts and be like, oh. so sorry. <laughs> you ever all the. We'll have to socially I'm just going to have to now like, just in case yeah. um, but in the in the articles of journalists that I was researching you know it was really interesting to see that the levels or layers and the identities and again how people form those identities you know according to your personality according to what drives you you know even to attention seeking whether that's your kind of vibe whether it's more of a group cohort you know where you're there for the group and you're really spurred on by the again you see it a lot in extreme political views you know whether you'd be extreme left or extreme right especially on twitter going to actually look like even the last week the election you could see the absolute neurotic people you know and they're influenced and they're really egged on by the political cause. And when they see other people then fighting for that, they're spurred on. And, you know, um, it's really interesting to see how those things play, though. I mean, if you're not interested in that and, you know, you went through an experience, you know, and you've had a support group or you're an advocate of something there, you know, that's. And then it's interesting that you said about the way you don't kind of, you're not one of the journal commentators then I take it that love to argue in the comments do you know the difference between <laughs> no I love reading the comments I love reading the comments but like I feel like as well from reading the comments in the journal that some of them have a relationship just from talking to each other in the comments in the journal and I, I don't know if I like that because like I've recognized the same people um them are very witty and some of them then I'm like oh my god mm. that's absolutely appalling like, and then what, what drives saying? people to do that is really um, interesting you know why do people certain personality types feel that their opinion is so needed or why is it do they feel that their opinions needed or valued that that valued that they need to express that and why is that need is it internally yeah. is it that they need their voice to be heard and why don't we why aren't we as narky as that? Why aren't we fighting the journal comments list? Like, why aren't... <laughs> Some... It, it can kind of... It can kind of depend on my mood as well. Like, I got really... I got really irate when everybody was, like, 
sharing messages of condolences to Sean Conroy. And I was like, okay, fair enough. He's a great actor. He was 90 years old. But like, he also was mm. an advocate of violence against women. Um, And I was just thinking of like the poor women. And I suppose as well during COVID as well, with the fact that cases of domestic violence have increased, that I was like, consciously aware of that and I was just like well it's it's not sad because like he was 90 you know what I mean um and it was just like oh poor him and it's just to celebrate the fact that he was a great artist and in in terms of his acting and I think you should be able to separate the two that yes mm. he was a great actor yes he started in really good movies but like let's not yeah let's not forget like re but then you know there was other people saying like oh you know he was a product of his time being 90 years old but anyway I don't know what it's sort of mood and probably based on lockdown but I was like oh here's another one going like RIP Sean Conroy and it's like he wasn't your but it does it is very funny it's it's, well it's not funny it's quite disturbing when you kind of separate the art from the artist or especially nowadays I think it's when when you look back especially you know when you say it's the time or whatever the era like you can't imagine that like even look at the or kelly documentary last year like that was still current and it's still shocking and it's you have to separate i think there's i think it's great that people are acknowledging somebody somebody on twitter said three one thing and it was like i i don't know why but maybe I thought, but it was like I wanted to acknowledge three things. Sean Connery died. Sean Connery was a great actor. He starred in many great movies. Sean Connery was a supporter of violence against women, and I was like, that yeah. sums it up. Um, great. But I do, I do get it. Like when a celebrity dies, because like I, when James Caldofini, like at Sopranos, like loads of people texted me, like <laughs> I'm thinking of you about James. Gall- Jesus. <laughs> what is my love for the soprano says if personal messages <laughs> from at least three people that I could call so so funny. Um I and I guess with James Galdafini was a bit more surprising, like Sean Connery mm. was ninety. But yeah, and I think I think anecdotally as well, you see you're taking the piss out of good people looking for attention on Facebook and it's like, okay. Yes, oh my God. That question. <laughs> uh, like, the, the passive aggressive thing as well really gets oh, me. Oh, the subtweets like, some are very entertaining sometimes. Like I have been, I've done yeah. one once, a um, little sly little dig, you know. Um, not at one personally, but you know when you don't mention the name, but you mention the thing. Um. Yeah. So there's an act to yeah. it. Although the ones are way more, you have to call them out. You have to call out their ex and their current lover on Facebook, and then you have to check into a hospital. That's how it's done. Okay. <laughs> oh. Okay. Yeah. And then yeah. I and then you, I, t- like, you know, I I actually have like a photo of my arm having an IV in stockpile that is so there funny. be an emergency <laughs> yeah. and I'm feeling a bit needy but um you, you said something interesting as well about like in terms oh, of oh like, yes that she, oh there's a study done a few years ago now where you know 
if you post a lot of pictures of you and your significant other or your profile picture, it's actually a sign you're very... Um, so that's really funny when you see it, people online and it's actually the people that don't post that are more secure. Who would have thunk? So it's an odd perception. Mm? I actually... I actually... Well, A, I don't know what that says because I was worried that my friends would think that my husband was fictional um, photographs and he doesn't do social media. I do tag him in a lot of things and we kind of like have a laugh of it if we're sitting in the same room ignoring each other and I'm like tagging him and whispers things going, check your Facebook there, check your Facebook. Uh, but um, I also read which I found it was like people who take a lot of selfies and post them on social media are either A, narcissistic yeah. or B, or insecure. But you find then there's other levels with filters. It's really interesting studies that are crap. Well, interesting in a not very good way, I suppose. People are going to the surgeons and they're asking for their filtered face to be cosmetically done. And their oh, cosmetically uh, body yeah. enhancement on um, yeah. face tune or whatever, and or whatever, and um, so there's those kind of things to the filter and the the psychological effects that's having on people and the self. I, 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 I can really see that because even though I've spent a whole of like twenty minutes on TikTok, I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I need to get my lips done. Would you look at that? It was like. When I loaded up and it was so easy, it was like, do you want the beauty filler? Absolutely. And then I was like, the availability is still there as well. You know, so it's all feeding in. I mean, there's, you can walk, you can actually walk in during lockdown and get your lips filled. Like, you know what I mean? So. (laughs) The essential needs. Anyway. (laughs) Fill up my my lines. But um, I, I also think as well, like, do you know the way um, certain sectors of society, like the Amish, Amish community, they don't like their pictures being taken yeah. because they feel like it captures a bit of your soul. I feel there's an element of truth. <laughs> ah, I can't say it's true to that when it comes to like selfie taking because you would just be a little bit allergic to an mm. over selfie producer like it's one why i'd stop following yeah. people on instagram i'm like mm. i'm it's, like you lost but for eight like as well it's all like cold selfie like if they're kind of funny amusing with other people if they're not mm. taking their self very seriously for me that's totally filtered. That very serious did very you see serious. chloe kardashian's recent yeah, um, uh photoshop where it looks absolutely nothing like her at all it looks like a totally different person um i'll send you to you afterwards no, or if we have any I, social medias I, it'll I, be up there but the difference she's not the same person like it's it, and look they showed later on then the keeping up with the kardashians episode came out and obviously these diehard people on the internet because the armchair detectives are great and they were able to pinpoint that episode so they put the two screenshots together and it's just hilarious the differences like it's totally you can't recognize her like it's not the same person i'll show it to you after it's hilarious um i i would love because i am obsessed mm. 
with catfishing stories as well um which i think is something that we could to cover but um just looking at the well again i suppose that is cutting it finally i suppose now um for the next episodes we were going to cover the boyfriends episodes or the cats and dogs oh. what do you think tv tv tv's greatest tv's greatest boyfriend or um representation in the media of cats versus dogs uh, <laughs> let's just let's discuss this later but um let's say um thanks very much I'm for Sarah. listening um, i'm liz yeah. Five of us. <laughs> we'll speak.